Hey, this is Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Heat Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back and stay mage. You're listening to Cruise Control with Randy Cruz. This is the voice of the New World Order. N-W-O. And Neil Furman's secrets of WCW Nitro. Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, Fan Sighted, Daily DDT. My man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Can't complain. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about currently in the world of professional wrestling. So it gives us a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, you can find you on Twitter at WrestleRant. You can find me at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. Uh, two out of three false podcasts on the Cruise Control Podcast Network on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. So, Graham, it's a lot to take to get to. Uh, sometimes it could be fun. Sometimes it's, it's not because of depending on what, you, what you're talking about. But... Um, a wide range of, of injuries and COVID tests and, um, you, you know, extreme rules and Great American Bash and NXT, AEW, Taker, quote-unquote, retiring and Sasha and Sammy online. And it just it was just a lot. So uh, just trying to figure out where to start on a light note. And then we get into the, the, the bigger stuff uh, later on. But... Um, where would you want to start, man? Where would you want to start? Ball Jesus, I don't court. even know. Um, <laughs> I mean, like we were saying before we started going live here, I think we should start with something positive maybe. Right. Um, just because there's so much negative news between the speaking out stuff and you know the COVID stuff that you mentioned, the Sammy Guevara thing. Yeah. Uh, God, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm not even honestly sure. Um, maybe something from this past week, Extreme Rules card coming together. I just wrote about this for uh, Bleach Report earlier today, but right. how about Asuka and Sasha Banks? I know you're a big Sasha Banks fan. Mm-hmm. You were texting me last week saying that Bailey and Sasha are the new age DX. That's right. Can't say I agree with that, uh. but it's a bold opinion nonetheless, and <laughs> I am very much looking forward to Sasha and Asuka at the upcoming pay-per-view. It's a feud that we've never seen before. The match should be great. You know, Charlotte's out reportedly for a little while. It could be a few weeks, she said. It could be months. Who knows? Um, you know, it, it may end up being into the Royal Rumble. We really don't know right now. But, uh, you know, Becky's out right now, so they need new top female talent on Raw. And they have Shayna, they have Bianca. They're not really doing much with them right now. Uh-huh. With the whole Sasha Bailey feud going on, or their storyline rather, not really their feud yet, um, this might be the best course of action, and I'm looking forward to it. So, if there's anything positive to start off with, that might be it. Okay, just to clarify, you know, the tweet that I put out last week about the whole Sasha Bailey DX stuff, I did say... Like, what if they were the modern day DX, or what if what if they were to become? I didn't say they were currently, but I, to me, if if it were up to me, I would put out there like, listen, this is, you know, you start planting seeds of how they act, the antics, the attitude, and I, again, again, they they need more attitude, like Hunter and Sean. I, I agree with that. Um, I mean, there there will be ways to go, but if they were to go in that route. I'm um I'm all for it, but somehow somehow I I would just at home on on Saturday and just seeing you know, little bits and pieces of Raw and SmackDown and you know seeing them 
on NXT is like the way they've been acting is like they could go in that that DX route, but from a, a female uh, point of view, who would be Sean? I don't know. Who would be Hunter? I I don't know. But just the way their chemistry, uh, real life best friends like Sean and Hunter. So there's there is that story, um, and then just creating a, a DX female style would just be a dope idea, uh, an, an idea that. I don't think will ever happen, but I think it would be cool with, with everything that's going on. But um, so I put the video out there and then people kept writing me like a, a lot. A lot was positive. A lot was more like, how dare you uh, dis disgrace the legacy of DX? And I'm like, Yo, bro, chill. It's <laughs> just a video, man. Mm -hmm. Just an idea. Yeah. Uh, but listen, man, I, I, I if if. If they can do something, that would, that would that would be very cool. A lot of people are, are, are loving the she generation X idea. Uh, I did not come up with that. Come up with that. Somebody on my timeline said uh, D uh, generation Slade. Then it was she generation X. I'm like, man, that sounds like a pretty cool idea. And um, hey, man, listen, I think I think it's cool if it happens. If uh, great, if not, then uh, hopefully, hopefully down the road they can do it. So um, I, I was trying to get you to support me. You did not support my idea. I felt bad. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. But uh, to to go back to your point about her and her and Oscar for the title, listen, man. Like um, you know, one point also, Charlotte's going to be out with an injury um, for for a couple of weeks, maybe a few months. I think maybe until SummerSlam is what I read. So she, I think she has a, a legit injury. Should be written off TV. That's what happened on Raw with uh, Nia Jack. So she's at the picture. No Charlotte. No Becky Lynch. Uh, obviously no no Rousey. So it's like who's going to be. You know the top dogs of, of the female division uh, when he got Bailey on the SmackDown side, but now could Sasha be the new Raw champion? I, I could see it. Again, I think with things that are going on now, it's really hard to really grasp. Like you know, Drew McIntyre being the world champion and and, and the ratings and all that kind of stuff, and compared to Oscar, it's like I just don't know if they're gonna go that route. Would it be cool to have Bailey and Sasha have pretty much all the titles? Then I'm 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 all for it, but maybe it could be kind of quick to pull the trigger for Oscar to lose the title. Um, I don't know how you feel, but I think once they go at it at Extreme Rules, which you know is um, they 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 called it something else. You do know that, right? It's, it's like Extreme Rules, the horror show. You know about yeah, that? Yeah, I saw that yesterday. It's so so stupid. What's that about? <laughs> so, dude, I'm not. I was gonna say I don't really can't really say I'm surprised, just because if you've noticed more than usual with every pay per view they put out, they seem to have some sort of tagline attached to it yeah. to get people talking about it. You know, like the greatest wrestling match ever for backlash right too big for just one night for wrestlemania right. um the risk is worth the reward for money in the bank this is more of an actual <laughs> name for the show than it is a tagline wow. that makes absolutely no sense you know maybe if it was like halloween havoc or something maybe i yeah. get it but you know otherwise it makes it stupid it's dumb it feels forced but i am not surprised that they've added some sort of dumb tagline to their latest pay-per-view um, so yeah, so right now, currently, as we're going on, talk about some positivity. So we got Extreme Rules, even though that that'll be uh, in July, mid July the nineteenth. It's called the Horror Show, so we'll see why that'll make sense. But right now, Oscar against Sasha for the Royal Women's Title, and then Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler for the World Title. Um, Ziggler is now on Raw as part of the AJ Styles trade. He just says, hey, I want a title shot. 
and he gets it. Bing, bang, boom. That's that's your story. Uh, no, 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 really anything else to it. Drew and Dolph, I think, you know, could be a good match. Um, so how were you surprised or even happy to see Dolph on Raw as part of the trade? And what do you, how do you think Drew and Dolph would do at Extreme Rules? Yeah, I could not care less, to be honest. Uh, I really can't. Uh, we've been over this before, dude. With Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> the guy's still a good wrestler. It feels like there's at least one point every year where they suddenly get interested in featuring him as a top championship challenger. And it's largely because they see him as a filler opponent of the month. We saw it last year with Kofi Kingston. They did it a couple of years ago. Them and Dean Ambrose at SummerSlam. <laughs> He's never going to get the belt back. I don't want to see him get the belt back. At this point, we're just well past that point. Um, Drew is doing too good, of, too good of a job as champion to be dropping the belt to Dolph Ziggler, of all people. It feels mm-hmm. like filler before we get to SummerSlam. Him probably and Randy Orton, I would have to imagine. Uh, McIntyre and Orton. But, um, yeah, I, I really don't care. I know they have history. They've worked well together in the past. Uh, we, they've had a ton of matches together. Just, I mean, this is the same guy, Randy, that faced Otis at WrestleMania and lost. I cannot remember the last meaningful match that Dolph fucking Ziggler has ever won. So I have no interest in seeing Ziggler versus McIntyre. I mean, again, I, I guess it could be worse. I would rather than I, I would rather see them further the or rather continue the lashley mcintyre feud i think mm-hmm. that would be easier um it's extreme rules you could do like a no holds barred match or something um but yeah mcintyre and ziggler feels like they've been there done that too obvious of an outcome and uh, i just cannot buy into ziggler whatsoever as a serious championship challenger at least for the world title at this point in his career and then you know my my my, my question is all right like you said, Randy Orton might be next. But, like, if it's not Dolph, who else is really... If it's not Dolph, could it be Bobby Lashley? Could it be Orton? Like, who else is really out there on that roster that could really go one-on-one? I mean, aside from the Brock Lesnar coming back at some point, but who else currently right now it can really go for the title and be a, a really good match? So, like I said, I figured um, Bobby Lashley would make the most sense because they worked really well together at Backlash. I thought they had a good match. Mm -hmm. Um, I would continue that feud. I know Lashley would probably have to take the loss, but uh, I'm not really – I don't know. I would rather see them do that than – because Lashley might be moving on, it looks like, to Apollo Crews, the United States Championship, which isn't bad, but I think it might be too soon to be taking the title off of Apollo Crews. Mm-hmm. Um, just Ziggler, again, been there, done that, dude. I mean, it's it's kind of like the equivalent of what we saw with Braun and Miz and Morrison last month, or rather earlier this month. It feels like an eternity ago at this point, um, a backlash where the outcome is obvious. It's just there simply to exist and get the world championship on the card. I don't know what they're going to have main event the show. Um, for the Universal Championship, maybe Strowman and Bray Wyatt, maybe. Um, the thing with McIntyre is that he won in the main event of WrestleMania, and I know they've had attraction matches main event the last couple of pay-per-views, mm-hmm. but this will be the third consecutive pay-per-view, dude, that he won't be main eventing. Strowman, it's not, I mean, I guess, you know, Strowman has a main event at a single pay-per-view yet, but I don't really see him as being the guy. McIntyre is, he deserves that spot. You know, Edge and Orton, I understood. Money in the bank, I get. Extreme Rules should be the pay-per-view that main events and i don't think he's going to get that main event nor should he mm. with Dolph ziggler when it's going to be a good match at best should it's like it's like almost like if they did gender and drew um at least gender and drew has never been done before we've seen ziggler and mcintyre before this is going to be a better match but it's the same concept where i believe it belongs on tv it feels to me like a raw main event but looking at that roster 
again, it's tough because it looks like they're saving Orton for SummerSlam. AJ Styles moved over to SmackDown. Um, again, Bobby, they've already done that, although I would have done the rematch. I'm trying to think who else they have on Raw. Samoa Joe, I'm not really sure they're interested in having him be a championship challenger. Any, I'm just an in, in, in ring, you know, in ring competitor. Period. I'm not really sure right. if he's going to be coming back to the squared circle at all. Um, I'd have to look at the roster, but yeah, again, personally, I would rather Lashley be in that spot than Dolph Ziggler. I mean, listen, you never know. He might, he might make a vent uh, this show, which could mean he might he might lose because every time he's not in the main event he wins right so let let let's just say hypothetically he's in the main event that could raise a flag like hey he's in the main event but this might mean Dolph might win i know you don't want that to happen i really do i, I feel your pain but <laughs> i'm just saying i mean drew could lose it and then they have a rematch at SummerSlam because I, we, we both of us just just don't know what's next for Drew. If Drew wins against Dolph, which he should, then it's like, all right, who's next? And like you said, it could be Orton, it could be Brock Lesnar. We just don't know. So I mean, if Brock is really, um, you know, in in the forefront of coming back, then, then all right, keep the belt on Drew. But if Brock is nowhere to be found. And they want to keep Orton in this edge kind of now. Edge, um, Orton's going to do some, some shit with the big show. So he might be in that kind of territory. So now it's like, what else is there for Drew? So if Dolph, wants, if Dolph is going to win, cool. I don't mind seeing Dolph for a champion like for a month. Drop it at SummerSlam because we just don't know the plans. But um, if Dolph does not win, then it's like, all right, what else is next, is next for Drew? And, and, and that's a big major question for them. Yeah, so like I said, and like you said, too, I feel like Randy Orton is what they're building to. We have not really seen McIntyre and Orton at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually have unfinished business from before, I think, the Royal Rumble they were feuding a little bit. And then Orton went heel, McIntyre won the Rumble, so they never really settled that score. So they can always go back to that. Um, that's a fresh feud. I don't want to see Orton as WWE champion either. Uh, he's doing better work right now than Dolph Ziggler is. Dolph Ziggler's been the same character for five to six years. At least Orton is doing you know, great work. He's evolving to a certain an extent um i would tolerate that a bit more than than dolph ziggler but um yeah orton feels like what they're building to because if after if they, if they do orton and big show at extreme rules first of all who gives a shit <laughs> second of all i'm not really sure who he moves on to from there another legend to kill um he's already beaten edge christian big mm. show hopefully by extreme rules um with raw it really feels like they've lost a lot of their star power moving aj over to smackdown you know losing charlotte for the time being losing becky lynch brock lesnar being gone roman yeah. reigns is on smackdown hey i think there's a very good chance and people have brought this to my attention when roman reigns comes back which may not be anytime soon it could be and probably will be due to the raw roster mm-hmm. just because aj went to smackdown and it seems like a fair trade for roman to go back to raw i don't really want to see that personally um but it could work i liked roman being on smackdown it's something new and different but uh you know he, he's been on raw before him and drew have history he's beaten drew before he beat him at wrestlemania a year ago you can do that again i hate the idea of roman being the one to beat drew for the championship but it is a very mm-hmm. distinct possibility but um yeah i would say SummerSlam that was probably going to be mcintyre and orton and that the ziggler thing is only temporary um yeah, I forgot my point. Um, so yeah, I listen. We'll, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, oh, that's that's what it was. So you you're not a fan of Randy Orton being a champion 
I, I would like to know why because I mean and, and, and recently and we know we, we, we've always known this from Orton you know always great in the ring great promos um, the stuff with him and Edge recently have been phenomenal with, with, with the promos and stuff like that so in this day and age now why aren't you much of a fan of having Randy Orton as the champion? Or is it because you're a fan of Drew, you want him to have a long run, it's, it's his time, and you don't want the belt to go back to someone who's been around for quite a while already? It's a bit of both. I mean, I completely agree with you. Orton is doing great work. I'm not going to deny that for a single second. He's doing probably, if not the best work of his entire career, the best work of the last five to six, seven years, at least probably in the last decade. Mm. Um, it's been a long time since I've been this invested in the Randy Orton character. The issue for me with him being the WWE champion is that any reign that he's had in the last number of years has not been good. Um, I know he was a baby face when he won it the last time three years ago. That reign was a complete failure. He dropped it like in a pay-per-view or two to Ginger Mahal. Yeah. Um, the match with Bray Wyatt sucked. He's just not interesting in that role as a baby face. Um, you know, maybe originally like a decade ago when he first went face for like the first or second time. And, you know, he, people were really into him. Aside from that, though, he's not really great in the champion role. I know he was back in 08, 09, the age of Orton, all that other bullshit. Mm -hmm. But, dude, that was a decade ago. Um, <laughs> before the 2017 run, you'd have to go all the way back, I think, to 2014, six years ago, when he was a heel and he main evented WrestleMania as champion when Daniel Bryan beat him and Batista. And he had been yeah. champion for a while by that point. Again, his reign was a complete failure, didn't have many great matches. He was boring on the mic. And the thing is, he's a different character now. At that point, he was in the shadow of the authority. Maybe that was the key to making him an interesting character as champion was, you know, having him do his own thing. No factions, no stables, not not being a babyface, just doing his own fucking thing. And uh, that's what he's been doing lately. He's been doing great work. I know he's kind of with Ric Flair at the moment. I'm not really sure how long that's going to last. M maybe it would work. I'm not saying that it would be a failure like all of his other runs have been in recent years anyway. But I just don't don't really want to see that. I would rather see Drew drop the championship to someone who could either benefit from beating him for the belt. Orton, I don't really think needs it. Um, again, I would really have to look up and down the roster. I think AJ would have been cool. Not that he would benefit, but we haven't seen him as a champion in a while. He's proven to be an interesting champion, way more than Orton, in my opinion. Mm. Um, but he's on SmackDown now. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I'd have to look at the roster because uh, there are people that, you know, they could build up. They just aren't doing anything with. Rollins is another one. I completely forgot about Rollins. Uh, Rey Mysterio. Rollins already got a shot and lost. I don't see Rey Mysterio beating, you know, Drew McIntyre. Right. Um, Alistair Black. Alistair Black, dude, that to me would make sense. Alistair Black is an up-and-coming star. They've largely protected him over the last year and a half. Uh, people are into him, and that doesn't really matter right now with no crowds, but he's a guy that I would – he really should have won Money in the Bank. I like Otis, but he's done nothing with that briefcase. I don't really care <laughs> to see him cash in successfully. Yeah. I like Otis. It might be interesting if he does cash in successfully. I don't see him beating Braun Strowman, so that kind of feels like a waste to me. Mm -hmm. But Alistair Black should have gotten that briefcase. He could have – you know, announced ahead of time, I'm cashing in, and he could have faced Drew at SummerSlam. So at some point, I would like to see Drew and Alistair. That's a match I don't think we've ever seen before, at least in WWE. And Alistair being the one to beat Drew, and, and in that way, you're creating a new star. When you put the belt back on Orton, yeah, it's it's fine, but at some point, maybe Alistair is the one to beat Orton. I feel like at some point, you got to continue to create new stars. They're doing that with Drew, and I appreciate that, but that they got they got to continue in that direction with other new stars kind of coming up and capitalizing on their star power and whatnot. Then what about this? Because I think I think it's interesting where someone like me would want to see it because now 
if I'm not mistaken, Randy Orton was never was never world champion under the moniker The Legend Killer. So now a lot of people on Twitter are seeing this Legend Killer reunion tour where like you said, like he's you know, beating up Edge and Christian and you know Big Show and and those kind of guys. Like this the they're starting to see this legend killer um, character come back. So now, if if it was Randy Orton as the legend killer going for the world title, would you be would you be for that, or you just don't want Randy Orton nowhere near the whole title picture? No, no. It's not that I don't want him near the title picture. I just don't want him with the championship. That's all. <laughs> you know. I mean, again, I, I love the idea of him facing. Um, Drew McIntyre, again, it's a fresh feud. The match could be really, really good. The guy's doing great work. McIntyre's been a great face. Mm. It sounds like money. I'm just very skeptical personally on the idea of Orton being champion. It's not that I don't want him near the title picture. I mean, I would have said that, you know, a couple of years ago, but I think he's kind of redeemed himself to the point where I wouldn't mind it. The idea of him being a champion and being the one to end Drew's reign, that's what kind of scares me a little bit because i don't want to see them go back to the status quo the same old people on top you know brock orton i can't even say cena because cena hasn't really been around at all in the last couple of years but you know people like that big show being on extreme rules give me a fucking break who cares um so yeah i mean i will see we'll see i just don't like the idea of him being champion but that they could change my mind i could be sitting here dude in two months from now he's wwe champion and we're fucking loving it so i really can't say for sure right now hey man if it's if, if it's legend killer Sign me up. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, again, the, the whole the legend killer thing lately has been cool. The issue is that they can't really bring in legends for him to kill due to the whole COVID thing. I mean, I guess they're bringing down Ric Flair down to the ring and he's 71 years old. So right. if they're doing that, then who knows? But um, yeah, so I, I'm liking the legend killer thing. It's a nice blast from the past. He's working well with it. Killing Edge, Christian Show, Big Show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a nice gimmick to uh, resurrect right now. Right. Uh, real quick, cause I know you mentioned the COVID stuff. I know we're trying to keep things positive, but uh, it seemed that this week a lot of performers have tested positive for, for Corona. And, and I know it's a very, very tough time uh, when you're trying to perform and work in a state that has the highest rates of uh, testing, uh, positive testing going on. And you're in the same building with a whole bunch of people. You try to perform and do and, and you know, give give fans across the world entertainment. Uh, I, I, I I agree with that point, but at, at some point it's like, all right, when do you, I don't think they will shut it down. Uh, just knowing, just seeing Vince and how he operates, he's not going to shut it down. Uh, would it be a part, a portion where he just, I don't know, I don't know tones it down. I, I don't know the scheduling. I think they, they're just going to keep going as is. But I'm glad that, you know, that they got everybody tested and finding out who has it and who doesn't. Uh, I know the, the Braxton girl got it, uh, Renee Young. So it's, it's a lot of, you know, people that we, that we know and see all the time turning up positive. So uh, they, they, they do got to get their shit together. That's number one. But I just know they're going to, you know, the, the, the show goes on, man, uh, regardless. So, uh and I hope that everybody got a quick recovery going on. So I, I think that was the biggest thing coming out of this week, aside from what we talk about in the ring. But it's just uh, a weird time down there. They are in Florida, so Florida's spiking high. It's, it's just tough. So hopefully um, everybody gets healthy, you know? Yeah, no, hopefully. I mean, the whole situation just sucks, dude. I'm not going to say anything that really hasn't already been said or hasn't, you know, yeah. I myself hasn't, haven't said before, but... They should have been testing already, dude. I mean, they should have been testing for the COVID shit. If AEW was doing it, 
and I hate to even compare the two, then they why, why wouldn't WWE? They have the means still. They, they can afford it. So it just screams laziness. It felt like they were just doing the temperature checks yeah. in, until someone tested positive, which someone already did back in March, and we found out this past week that it was actually Kayla Braxton. Mm. Um, you know, it was revealed or reported back at the time, oh, someone had it, but they're an on-air performer, but they're not an in-ring talent. And I'm thinking, okay, is it Charlie Caruso or who is it? Right. And we found out this week it was Kayla Braxton, and she actually tested twice, positive twice, which is, you know, terrible. But um, anyway, so they, they were probably just going along until like, oh, you know, either it's not going to affect us or we're just going to keep doing what we're doing until we have a problem, which – in this circumstance, probably isn't the best approach to take just because people's lives are on the line here a lot more than just the people at WWE. Um, you know, families, wives, pregnant wives, stuff like that. Just probably kids, not not the best course of action. Right. So, uh, yeah, it just, again, a terrible, terrible situation. I really don't know what more to say about it. I rant about it the other day on my own show. But, um, you know, a, a lot of people are testing positive. Reportedly, Sean Rossap has been doing great work with this in the last couple of days. Um, I think it was either him or someone else that said there might be over like 30 people that tested positive which is a lot for yeah. one company and uh apparently they're still moving ahead with the tapings for tonight for smackdown so who the fuck knows what's gonna happen but exactly it's just a it's a mess people have said it's a mess and i completely agree the whole thing is just a fucking mess i mean listen uh, what could work um could they, they are in a building with a lot of people all the time and if they start like i i, I put the idea out weeks ago like yo like SummerSlam should be like outdoors, but like when I mean outdoors is again you're away from people, but like on a beach, you know what I'm saying? I agree. Like it just <laughs> you can you can only do so much in that building that it's the same people in and out, and you just don't know who got what. And if you if you want to get away from you know more 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 positive test results, why not do some stuff outside where it's like. Um, you, you, you're not around people. It's the air outside. Like SummerSlam on a beach will be a really dope idea. Again, an idea that I think would never happen. Um, this might be the year to really test it out. I don't care if it's one person there, two people. You, you, you don't have to have a crowd. Just do this shit on the beach and, you know, do your thing and, and, and that's it. But like, I don't know, man. I, 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 I I would say I feel for them. At the same time, they they just they should have been on the ball back in March, like you said, to be testing and, and knowing what's going on. And you got AEW out there who's in the same state as you as, exactly. as, as the PC, and they're doing the, their due diligence. Is like, all right, man, you 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 you're late to you're late to the party, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in all honesty, dude, should they be running shows at all? No. Right. I mean, they're not essential. I don't know if we've been over this, but mm. they're not fucking essential. It's a joke. They were redeemed to be essential in the first place. Florida is a mess right now in the hole just outside of wrestling. Um, it seems like there's they've spiked a lot up in cases in the last couple of weeks alone. Right. Like three times the amount is, is whatever. It's It's been a lot. It's been a lot. So um not smart to be running shows right now and with the SummerSlam thing if they are going to continue doing shows which it's vince mcmahon i'd be shocked if they did but if they are going to continue doing shows i like the idea of SummerSlam being outside because you know as you said i think it's the building itself they're making the most of it and it's not just like oh it would make for a better show i mean that but it's more about um the health and safety of the performers and mm -hmm. that i think if they hold it outside there's a less of a chance that people may catch it if someone else has it whereas in the building yeah they're standing six feet apart blah 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 yeah i mean and that might help but if someone has it you could very easily spread it mm. 
I mean, listen, you got UFC going to go to. But um, yeah, I like the idea of it being outside. I don't know how practical that is to hold it on a beach, like a bash of the beach. I don't know how that would even be done. Um, I'm not sure. Because they're all about they're all about like the appearance WWE True. is so aesthetically it may not look great I think it would look cool but again yeah. they may not like to go outside of their bubble so who really knows yeah. but um anyway I, I I love the idea I don't know how likely it is and I don't even know where they would do it maybe somewhere in Florida I know someone said oh Hogan's private beach which would be fucking dumb of Hulk Hogan to let these people on his beach <laughs> and potentially spread the thing after they tested positive for it that makes no sense um but we'll see but yeah on paper I really like that idea. I mean, like I was saying, you know, you got UFC going to do um, the, the, the the Abu Dhabi stuff. I, again, I don't know if it's on the beach, but it, they probably have like a uh, covering or a dome. I was, I was talking to Mark about it. He says it's not going to be on the beach. The way they, they, they promoted it, I thought, wow, fucking octagon on the beach. Dope. But it's not going to be like that. I, I, he told me they were there before uh, a few years ago. But it's like, you know, it's on the island. But it's going to be covered and stuff like that. So, eh, well, what about SummerSlam? So, and maybe with the outdoors, the rain, the weather, I know that's a major factor. But, I mean, why not just try it? Put it out there. If it rains, then you got no choice then, uh, but to put it inside. But um, I know you mentioned AEW earlier. So, real quick, I know uh, I, was, I, I did not see NXT nor AEW this week. Um, but I see they, they, they got Fighter Fest coming up on July 1st and the 8th. And also... The Great American Bash is back on July 1st and <laughs> July 8th. Um, so I, I read that on Twitter. I think you wrote the same thing about uh, the Bash is coming back, both on the same days as uh, Fighter Fest, which is, okay, now you bring in the competition. Now it's like, all right, who's going to watch what? Uh, I, I don't think it'll be live. I could be wrong, but I think it'll be taped. So just, just the notion, you see in your house making a comeback, now you got the Great American Bash under the NXT umbrella. Uh, does it do anything for you? I think right now it's only um, one match for the Bash. I think it's Adam Cole and Keith Lee in a, in a winner-take-all championship match, right? Yeah, that's uh, advertised for two weeks from now. And then next week on the show is uh, a fatal four-way women's match to determine the next number one contender to the title. So that means... The winner of the match is so now. Are they going away with the with the North American title, or the person is going to just hold two belts and not combine them? You think? I would be surprised if they got rid of it. They have a big enough roster where they really benefit from having a secondary championship. They were, uh, there was a long period of time before they finally introduced it about two and a half years ago where it, they had a big enough roster where they could have used a secondary championship. So I'd be very surprised that they got rid of it. I don't think they are. Um, Ring of Honor did one. Actually, Rollins did this too in WWE, but Ring of Honor did it first with Jay Lethal where he won their television championship and uh, their world championship, and he would defend both belts like simultaneously. Right. Not in like one match, but like, for example, Rollins did this very briefly. They did it for like a month, about five years ago. Jay Lethal did it for a while, which was cool, but they would have him defend the world championship like in the main event and then the TV title and like the opener of that same pay-per-view. Like, I really like that idea. Mm -hmm. um, you, you don't want to do it forever. Like Becky Lynch was a two-time, was a dual champion for a month. You know, you don't want to um, overexpose her or whatever and really kind of destroy the division. So, right. I mean, this is a bit different. But, um, no, I, I think they'll probably defend both or maybe do a Warrior Hogan where whoever wins it wins both. And then they vacate the other championship, probably the North American championship. Um, then they hold like a tournament to crown a new champion or a four-way, whatever. 
But um, yeah, that, that's what I see happening. I do think Keith Lee is going to win. That's my pick. I want to see him win. Cole's great. He's had an amazing run. Um, I Cole and Cross, I guess they could do. I don't. The thing is, is that Cole's already been the North American champion before. True. So him winning it and then like vacating it, eh, it's not really anything new. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really need to see that personally. Um, potentially, it's not a terrible idea. But I think Keith Lee, he's never been NXT champion before. He's as hot as he's ever going to be, and he has been for a while now. Um, I think him and Cross, him and Kerry and Cross, is a much more intriguing matchup on paper than Kerry and Cross and Adam Cole. So I would like to see Keith Lee win. I think it would be a great moment, and I'm looking forward to it in two weeks. The match should be great. So now, in your opinion, if, if Cole drops the belt, does that mean somewhere in sight he's going to get called up to, to Raw SmackDown pretty soon? Adam Cole or Keith Lee? I'm sorry. Cole. Adam Cole. Soon, yeah. So the thing is, is that he probably was going. This my guess is that he and the rest of Undisputed Day were probably going up to the main roster after WrestleMania. The COVID thing ruined their plans. They didn't put the belt in Velveteen Dream, and thank God, um, especially in light of all the recent accusations and whatever. So they didn't put the belt on him. They kept the belt on Cole as they should have, and they are main roster bound. I would say before the end of 2020. I don't personally would like to. See, I don't want to see them get called up with no crowd. Because I feel like without a crowd, it will not be the same. I know they called up Bianca. They, they called up Matt Riddle. Yeah. Undisputed Era dude has been there for three fucking years. That's a long time. So when they eventually get called up, it's going to be a big deal. And I don't really know where they fit into the current plans in either show anyway. So I would rather see them stay down in NXT even after he drops the championship, at least until like August, September, maybe, and then call him up. So I don't think they would call him up immediately. And if so, what do you even do with him? Like he's not maybe after Drew McIntyre, like maybe I'm not really sure. But either way, it, regardless of when it happens, they got to be it's got to be as a unit. It can't be Adam Cole on his own. It can't be just Roderick Strong. It's got to be all of Undisputed Era together just because they're too good together to be split up at this point. So we got Great American Bash and Fighter Fest both on July 1st and July 8th. Uh, Fighter Fest on TNT and uh, Great American Bash on USA. So what I'm looking at right now, Fighter Fest is more complete of a, of a card than the Great American Bash. So real quick, we got Kenny Omega and uh, Omega and Page against Best Friends for the tag titles. Cody Rhodes against Jake Hager for the TNT title. Uh, Sheeta against uh, Penelope Ford for the AEW Women's Title. Private Party with Matt Hardy against uh, Santana Ortiz. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus against MJF and Wardlow on July 1st. July 8th, Moxley, Brian Cage for the World Title. Orange Cassidy and Jericho. FTR, Young Bucks against the Lucha Bros, Butcher and Blade. SCU against the Dark Order. Joey Janela against Lance Archer and Nyla Rose in action on July 8th. So, okay, pretty, pretty stacked card. Listen, I haven't really been watching lately of both AEW and NXT, so, you know, I'll, I'll catch up at some point. But what do you, just on the outside looking in, what do you make of the card for Fighter Fest? It looks great. Um, I like the idea of a two week event on TV. I think having people pay 50 bucks for like, I mean, maybe it was the entire card or at least the main matches. I don't know. I love their formula of only having four shows a year on pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. um, they did Fighter Fest a year ago. It was on BR Live, but it was free, though. It was a free event. So I like the idea of them 
you know, doing a, like a, you know, a TV special. They kind of did this with Bash at the Beach back in January. I really like it a lot. I want to see more stuff like this. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think both cards look good. Uh, there's a lot of intriguing matches on both nights. Um, I don't know. I will say with the whole COVID thing, as we mentioned earlier, I don't know if John Moxley and Brian Cage will still happen. With Renee Young testing positive, she obviously is married and lives with uh, John Moxley. Mm. He wasn't on Dynamite this week in person. They held him off the show out of safety concerns. Um, usually the you know incubation period, you know the quarantine period, whatever, is 14 days. That would literally be the day of Fighter Fest, of when he was supposed to defend his championship. So it's cutting it very close. AEW so far has played it safe. They don't like QT Marshall may have had it. Like, I guess he came in contact with someone who may have had it. So they left him off the show. I mean, granted, QT Marshall's no John Moxley, but uh, it's, a, it's a much bigger deal. But I feel like they wouldn't. It's not WWE where it's like, oh, yeah, we can do it, so we will. They might take proper precautions and hold off on Moxley and Cage for at least a week or two after the July 8th episode of Fighter Fest. We'll mm-hmm. see. But other than that, though, I'm looking forward to Fighter Fest. Um, I think both nights should be entertaining. I'm planning to watch Fighter Fest night one next week and then Great American Bash night two the week after that. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to both shows. Okay. Uh, I knew I knew I had to uh, mention something. So there's no more there's no more backstage on FS1. Um, correct, right? Canceled. Uh, well, I mean, I've heard conflicting reports. I've heard reports that – it might be brought back for special shows like before a pay-per-view or after a pay-per-view or whatever. I've heard that it's outright canceled altogether and okay. that it won't be brought back at all. Hmm. Um, I'm not really sure what they're going to do. I mean, they, they, it's kind of like what they did with Talking Smack a couple of years ago. They were like, oh, yeah, we're not doing the show anymore on a weekly basis, but we'll bring it back after each of the pay-per-views. And they did for a while, and even after a while with that, they just kind of disbanded, and we haven't seen it since. So, um, yeah, I, I think they might bring it back for, like, let's say, WrestleMania or SummerSlam as a weekly show. I'm going to be honest with you. It was a complete waste. I only watched whenever CM Punk was on. It was a good <laughs> show. I, I, I enjoyed the banter between all the people on the show, but there is already so much wrestling out there as it is at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday. I really have no desire to see fucking page and Renee young go back and forth about dumb shit. Booker T too. I like Christian, but I don't know. It was, it was a fine show. And after a while kind of lost my interest and I'm not really surprised to see it canceled. So you felt it was too much wrestling on the show, like talk or just, they could have done something or a few things differently. Right. Well, I don't want to say that they were shilling the product because they definitely did take stances that weren't like, mm-hmm. you know, high on WWE. For example, when Baron Corbin got showered in dog food by Roman Reigns, they shit all over it as they should have. They weren't like, oh, you know, they yeah. weren't playing the WWE card. Like, you're not going to see that shit on the bump. I don't watch the fucking bump. I don't need to see them stroking off WWE and their ego and whatever. I have no interest to see that. I mean, I, I already watched Raw. I already watched SmackDown to see you know them and then praise everything they do again not everything wwe does is shit but for them to praise it as if it is is disgusting to me and i know it's their company so that's kind of the idea and they're not going to shit on their own company so i get it but it just does nothing for me as a viewer so uh backstage was a bit more i don't know if edgy is the right word they would take more you know unpopular stances on certain things but it just wasn't talking smack. I think they kind of wanted it to be. But Punk wasn't on there. Like when they said Punk was coming on, I was figuring every week. He's only been on there like once a month, maybe. So that to me, that's not really worth it. Um, you know, we already see Renee Young a lot. She was good in the role. But, you know, Booker T, Paige, eh, doesn't really do much for me. So I, I wasn't a big fan of the show personally. I wouldn't sit through an hour of it if Punk wasn't on. Um, which leads to my next question before we uh, wrap it up soon. So... 
I listen at the time, you know, CM Punk was probably the last guy that you can say or just you know have a comeback and a pop go crazy um, in the arena in the stadium. The last guy who's who's away from the company for so long. And the music can drop, and everybody goes, "Holy shit!" Like, like how the Hardys were at WrestleMania, and uh, then they announced CM Punk is coming back, but he's doing the FS1 show. And you mentioned earlier he was on sporadically, but not not, not a weekly uh, host. So obviously the COVID stuff was not in their plan. So if this, if this, if it wasn't around, backstage would still be going on. But and you're it, it, thinking hindsight. In retrospect, now with the show being canceled, uh, I, I would assume canceled. Do, do you do you think that, like with the whole CM Punk stuff, like now, like does it become a waste that they wasted CM Punk's return to the the the, the company? Sort of, even though he returned to the to to FS1 to to do the show, but he didn't return to wrestling. So he's talking about the product, but he's not in the actual ring. Did you feel like this kind of now knowing what we know now, it just wasted what could have been the big time return for CM Punk to the company? No, just because he doesn't have any interest in that. I mean, I, I trust me, dude. I want to see that too, but I just don't think it was going to happen. And I've said this before, but to me, it felt like he had two options. One, which I don't think the company really wants him back as a wrestler right now anyway. I heard like, oh, there's no interest there, which makes no fucking sense to me. For a company that's like, oh, yeah, we'll do what's best for business, why wouldn't you bring back CM Punk? Even if it's a failure, like even for that reaction alone, they brought back the Hardy Boys. There was money to be made there. There's money to be made in CM Punk, even in 2020. Um, it hasn't been that long where the guy's 60 years old and no one knows who he is anymore. There is He is still relevant to a certain extent. Um, but anyway, though, so Punk, to me, seemed like he had two options last fall to either go to AEW, be a performer, commentator, whatever, probably travel on the road to them every week. He wouldn't be on, he wouldn't be a part-timer. They don't really have part-timers. He would probably be there as a full-time employee or go to backstage, be on there once a month and get paid a ton of money to be talking about wrestling. Seems like a no-brainer to me that I would go to backstage. So I'm not really surprised that he took that sweet deal. I mean, he went there once a month again, made a shit ton of money to go shit on the product or praise it or whatever he felt like was the uh, whatever he was feeling that day. So no, I don't think it was a waste. I mean, he could still come back and the crowd would go nuts. Um, just because he came back on a close set on backstage doesn't really ruin that, in my opinion. He could still come back five years from now, and um, it would still be the same reaction. But like I said, I just don't think he has any interest in that right now, and he may not for a while, especially with seeing how the company – you know, it seems like he's kind of paying more attention to the company now than ever before. And he sees that he's very good friends with Renee Young, it seems. Seeing her contract COVID-19 um, due to the company's lazy way of handling things. If I'm CM Punk, that's not going to make me want to go back. So I don't like I don't see him being the hacker. People got to stop with that dumb shit. He ain't coming back in this in this circumstance, especially. But uh, no, if he were to come back a couple of years from now, I think the pop would still be pretty big. <sighs> I mean, me, I could not can. I could say, man, I, I think it, I think, I think it wasted. Um, I, again, it has to go both ways. Where if Punk really wanted to ever come back, and it, and they knew that, and they said, "Cool, man, come back, but come back to FS1 and do this backstage show," then I could be like, I could be like, it's a waste of time. But I, I think he's the last guy that, whenever this COVID thing goes away, and you're back in the arenas, and you're back in the stadiums, and you you're looking for people to get that big pop. 
he was the last one left. Unless there's somebody else out there that I don't know that can be like, oh, shit, and get their reaction. I think he was the last one. So uh, would I have wanted him to get that reaction, even just for one more match? Sure. I thought he'll, he'll have um, the biggest pop pretty much uh, of all time, depending on what kind of stadium you're, you're, you're in. So, um, And then plus, he's a guy that you would never think he would come back. You know, he was like on that macho warrior um kind of echelon where like damn they're, they're never coming back that they're, they're not even gonna fuck with the company and then lo and behold there's some peace being made so um whatever will we ever get to that point i don't know hopefully maybe we'll see you just never know but i think now with the whole cancellation of backstage it's like all right now when's the next time i'm gonna see cm punk you never know so it might be in the ring it might not um Two quick points. Um, I know I'll say this point more so for the basement show about um, Undertaker, uh, the possible re- uh, retirement, even though he d- did not really say it. It was the last episode of um, The Last Ride on the network and kind of saying like if the AJ Styles match was his final match, he's, he's good with that. He's content. Uh, but if McMahon wants to call, he'll he'll listen. So we are on the verge of the possible Undertaker retirement. I'm gonna get to that more in the basement. But what did you what did you think overall of the documentary, and what do you think of this um, potential retirement for for Taker? So I really like the episode itself. People got to go out of their way to watch it. The whole show is amazing. Um, but as we were talking about before we went on the air here, that he never said the word retirement exactly. Mm-hmm. Never came out of his mouth once. He did say, that, as you said, that if the AJ match was his final match, he's content with that, as he should be. It was a great match, even though it wasn't like a traditional wrestling match. It wasn't exactly what we all had in mind when they first rumored Taker and AJ you know, four or five months ago for WrestleMania 36. Um, I, I've said before, if you were to have one more match, I think Survivor Series would be perfect. It's literally the exact 30-year anniversary of when he debuted, to the day, of the same show and everything. So um, you can have him go out there, face AJ Styles. Again, we don't even know if we're going to have crowds by that point. So that's really the issue. If it's not going to be in front of a crowd, then don't bother. Um, another cinematic match, eh, nothing's going to top the Boneyard match, which they are replaying on SmackDown tonight, by the way. But, yeah, I, I would have him go out there, do the job to AJ, lose on his way out. Um, AJ has been talking about Taker a lot lately on TV, so I feel like there is unfinished business there. But, yeah, I don't think Taker is 100% done. I could absolutely see him coming back. I, I don't want him to. I think the Mania match was a perfect way to go out. Um, but he, he said, like, word for word in the documentary, he outright said, if Vince McMahon called me, I wouldn't say no immediately. Like I would consider what, depending on what it is, I would consider coming back. So it, to me, it's not a hard and fast. Oh, I'm retired. I'm done. I had my last match like Shawn Michaels at 26, even though we did come back eight years later. But um, in my opinion, is he done? Probably not. I hope he is though, because that was a great way to go out. And this would be a great final, you know, uh, riding off into the sunset type moment for Taker. Uh-huh. If that montage they aired at the end of that episode was indeed it for the dead man. So right. um, I don't think he's done, but I hope he is. I haven't seen it. I know I'll, I'll probably check it out today but you never know this might call taker and be like hey hey pal uh one more boneyard match oh yeah wrestlemania uh well who sting are you gonna do it <laughs> exactly like, yeah right yeah, yeah. Just, you I, never know there's nobody else for him to really come back for like it, it just you know drew drew mcintyre like he, he taker's not going for the world title he don't need the brocks and the goldbergs and those guys or he he fought roman seth like he who who is he gonna say? You know what? I'm gonna train a whole year, 
and come back for this guy. It's just not many people out there left. I mean, aside from Sting, but um, the last point I'll, I'll bring up, I think this was probably the the more the more dominant thing of the week. Uh, this whole thing, I, I truly I don't know all the facts, but I know it's, it's out there. But like this Sasha Banks, Sammy Guevara thing, uh, I, I, to me it started with just Sasha and. and Saying that you know her and Bailey are the greatest tag team, and then then Jericho got involved by him and Sammy with the the sex gods, and it's just a regular shit back and forth. And then then this thing pops up with Sammy Guevara from four years ago, and a certain comment they made about Sasha, and Sasha had a conversation with Sammy on offline, and real professional, took care of it, handled it. Sammy Guevara is now. Um, I guess, I think I think suspended from AEW. Uh, yep, indefinitely. I think yeah. So, which is okay. okay. So they 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 took a stance on that, and I just want to know. I ask you, what you make of it? What was the the whole background of it? And I guess just the handling of Sasha, just by a professional. I, I guess something crazy was said about her, and she took the high road and just took care of it. So, what do you make of this whole Sammy Sasha thing? So, again, I mean, I've said this before as well, but what he said was disgusting. There's no defending it. It's reprehensible. Um, you know, people say the whole I mean, it goes back to the whole speaking out thing, which we haven't really talked about. I don't think we did a show last week about mm. it, but just because someone's a good wrestler, it doesn't make a fucking lick of a difference, dude. I just saw a little while ago they actually fired two more NXT UK guys, Laguero and Travis Banks, within the last hour um, because of the accusations against them. Wow. Not that Sammy has accusations against them, um, but the you know, obviously for what he said a couple of years ago. Would I have suspended him? If he said it recently, then yes. But it was a long time ago. I probably wouldn't have suspended him. But then again, with everything else going on right now, mm-hmm. they would look like – they would not be a good look on the company for them to not take action. He, he apologized, which he should have. Um, Sasha put out a statement about it. They talked about it, which is great. Um, there, he's not a bad person. I know he was 22. There's really no, mm-hmm. you know, defending it. There's really not. He just, you know, I don't think he ever apologized for it back then. I'm glad he did it now. There's really not much more to be said about it than that. Again, I wouldn't really have suspended him. I don't think he's in the same group as like a Jimmy Havoc, who is a well-documented piece of shit for what he did, uh, based off various accusations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he just said one dumb thing that wasn't funny. It's disgusting. It was insensitive. He shouldn't have said it. Don't know if I would have suspended him and, you know, four years later, in 2020 after it happened in 2016 but the thing is though is that again it would have been a bad look on them to not take action and uh not that it's the exact same thing as what he did was worse but it's like the hogan thing his comments were so many years earlier why would they fire him in 2015 because it would be a bad look on wwe to employ someone who could very well be a racist so they had to take action and fire him sammy they didn't fire him nor should they have but kind of the same thing you know they suspended him. They took action. Once he comes back, he should be fine. Just let it die down. If he was on TV on Wednesday, that's all you're going to be thinking about is what he said the other day or what he said four years ago and it resurfaced the other day. So uh, I, I understand why they did what they did, and hopefully he is back soon. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like. I just like how Sasha took care of it. Uh, you know, she didn't you know, put his name out there on social media. She didn't say, oh, he's this, he's that. Had a convers- I seen they had a conversation offline and just took care of it and, and kept it moving. So, and you know, he apologized and stuff like that. Uh, crazy man, this, this world you got COVID, you got protests, you got speaking out. Um, it's just a different time, a different era for people to live in. But, um, 
I think that's pretty much it, man. I think we covered a lot. Uh, oh, damn. One more. Um, so I guess this Bray Wyatt character is coming back, which I'm all for. I, I think I told you offline. We can go through it real quick. I think it's um, the, it'll become the modern day three faces of Foley. You know, Foley had the Mankind, Cactus Jack, and Do Love. Bray has um, The Fiend. He has... Uh, the regular with the, uh, the 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 buzzard character, and he has the the funhouse character with, with the red sweater. So, um, when you see the Braun in the, in the ring on SmackDown last week, and then this Bray Wyatt comes out, were you more like, okay, I'm happy to see you back, or more like, okay, so now what's gonna happen with the Fiend? Uh, is this is this Bray Wyatt gonna fight Braun Strowman? Maybe at Extreme Rules. What do you make of the buzzard character coming back? I like it a lot, and I even liked what, what I liked more was your comparison that it was kind of like his three faces of Foley. Assuming that he brings back this Bray Wyatt character more often, and it's not just a one-off. So I have I have uh, I'm of two minds on this whole thing. I like the idea of the Eater of Worlds Bray Wyatt coming back for a match, especially given his history with Braun Strowman as you know that character. The issue is that I don't see him winning at Extreme Rules. I know we were texting about this, but mm. yeah, you could do a last man standing match, which we already got at WrestleMania and it wasn't good. Right. I don't think this would be any better. And then you could have it end in a draw or a steel cage match, a draw. That just to me feels like it's lazy. Um, it, it's really just a booking thing because if like why it was the champion or something, then maybe it wouldn't be as big of a deal. I don't know, though. It's a weird situation because it looks like they want to have this Bray Wyatt get beat. And then the Fiend beats Braun at SummerSlam. I like that idea a lot. I do. I just don't know how you get from point A to point B um, if Bray Wyatt loses again at the next pay-per-view. Maybe it's non-title. Maybe Bray Wyatt wins a non-title match, and that's what earns him another title shot. That would make sense. Okay. Because you know, as it currently stands, Braun beating this Bray Wyatt, why the fuck would this loser deserve another shot of the championship after losing twice? It makes no sense. Yeah, the fiend is different. I guess I don't know. I mean, just unless he wins like a number one contenders match or something, then it makes no sense. So that's my issue with it. I don't want to see Bray Wyatt lose and lose before finally winning, because by that point, no one will care, mm. um, or at least not care as much. So that's really my issue with it. But other than that, though, it's cool to see the character back. Um, hopefully, he brings back the whole theme song and everything. I'm looking forward to it. So um, yeah, I like it a lot, and it's an interesting development in the ongoing story between Strowman and Bray Wyatt. Graham Matthews, always a pleasure, my man. You can find him on Twitter at WrestleRant. Great work for both Bleacher Report and Fan Sided Daily DT. You can find me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R E N D Y. Letter J C R U Z. The two out of three fourths podcast, always on the Cruise Control Podcast Network on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. Graham, my man, always appreciate it. Appreciate it. There's always Randy. I'll talk to you next time. All right, man. Take it easy. All right, you too. Adios. All right.